guys, welcome back to episode 5 of A Bench and a Witch. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm Chad. I'm Sam. She was very quiet over there, so I didn't know what was happening. I was just waiting for you. Okay. <laughs> Here we are, back at it again. Uh, today we are talking about mental health. Another big topic. We will see how it goes and how much we decide to ramble. Uh, before we get into that, as usual, we are bringing in our bitch rant segment. Today, I felt like we should bitch about lines in general, but people who cut in lines, people who do uncomfortable things while waiting in line, especially nowadays in the middle of a pandemic. Even before the pandemic. Even before, but it's worse now because there's extra reason why they should not be standing right behind you. Getting so close to me. Get away from me. Yeah. It's getting to be pretty frustrating. Yeah. So some of the stores, most of the stores that I go to frequently have place markers on the ground. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to keep people six feet. It's definitely not six feet, but they say they're like six feet away. Yeah. First of all, it's not six feet, but anyway, it's not. (laughs) It's another topic, I guess, but people don't adhere to that. Like even in the slightest. It's pretty annoying. Yeah. I hate it when... What what is your stance on cutting in line? I mean, I'm not pro cutting in line. (laughs) It's okay if you are. We can talk about it. No, I'm definitely not. Yeah. Even though it would be nice sometimes to just, like, cut in front of people. Yeah, it would. But I get so... Speaking of mental health, I get so anxious about it when we're, like, meeting people or anything. And they're like, oh, come stand with us in line. I'm like, oh... Can I do that? Because I'm cutting a bunch of other people. Yeah, that makes me super nervous, too. I'm yeah. like, like I'm with these people, but I didn't get here until afterwards, exactly. so I so, don't know. Uh, is that technically cutting? Because I still feel anxious about it. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I hate I hate that. But generally speaking, I don't like to cut people online or anything like that. Even in traffic, I am pretty defensive, so if somebody's trying real hard to get ahead of me, I'm just going to let them do it. Sam doesn't seem to agree over there. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the cir- circumstances. Yeah. But if I'm at a, like a bar or a restaurant, of course, not so much of that happening these days, but if I was at one and somebody decides to cut in front of me, that is like one of the most frustrating experiences, especially at bars because you're waiting for a really long time and then somebody just like squeezes into a random spot at the bar and cuts ahead of you. Yeah. Usually bartenders try to keep track of that, but they don't always catch it. Well, no, because they're so busy. Right. It's real. I'm just real annoyed. Yeah. I don't like the public. (laughs) I'm just annoyed with people in general because, like, I went to the grocery store the other day. Nobody is. They're all still in your space. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, I don't like people in my personal space. To begin with. Right. Let alone right now when we've got, like, a pandemic happening. And then they got, their masks are not on properly, so their noses or mouths are sticking out. And then they're like, yeah. Ugh, and like, no, go away. If you're going to do that, go do it at your own house. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stand three feet behind me as I try to load my groceries onto this conveyor belt. Yeah. People will do a lot of weird things, too. They will leave their cart in line, and then we'll just walk away and go grab more stuff. What are you doing? I only do that if there's another person with me. Yeah, Like, exactly. when you Dustin goes it. to the store with me. I hope, I'm, I understand that, but you can't literally leave your cart by itself and expect your your spot to be held. Right. That's not how that works. No. 
So I'm not cutting you at that point. You just abandoned your spot. <laughs> yeah. You abandoned your post. Yep. And now I'm taking it. I don't feel bad about taking it. If you're going to decide you're not ready to check out yet, you're going to go get other random garbage. Yep. Yeah. I'm just over people in general. Yeah. That's what customer service does to you. It really does. <laughs> it eats away at your ability to feel empathetic. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, eh, fuck them all. <laughs> Yep. I guess that's enough. I didn't really have that much to rant about, but I just yeah, wanted to get either. it off my chest, I guess. That's keep, about keep all your I distance. Have. Yeah. Learn how vines work. It's really not complicated. Even when there's not a pandemic going on, you don't need to be two inches behind me. You really don't. There's no reason for it. I don't need to be able to feel your breath on my <laughs> neck. Oh my god. Like, do they think it's making them check out faster to do that? Because it's very clearly not. I think some people just have personal space issues. Yeah. I've not ever been one of those people. I like my personal space. Uh, same. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> we should always be six feet apart. I'm okay with it. Even not during a pandemic. If you're a stranger, you don't really need to be that close to me. No, you don't. If I'm, like, okay with talking to you, then that's something, but just out of the blue, keep your distance. I don't even like hugging people, so... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody who knows me knows. Yeah. I like... So, I like hugging and things with friends. That's one of my biggest love languages, is just physical touch, but... No, not this bitch. Mm -mm. I get that and I don't impose myself on others if they don't if they're not comfortable with it. But I don't stand close to people online. Me neither. I don't breathe on people's necks. <laughs> I don't do anything like that because I don't like it. Just don't don't be a creep. Yeah. That sums it up for most things. Just don't be a creep. Yeah. So we're gonna move into our main topic for the day. Let's do it. Oh, no. oh god. I broke everything. Chad, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back. Now that Chad's just, like, throwing shit around. I'm just gonna break everything. So, do you want to start with talking about your mental health in particular? We could potentially do that. I have a few issues that I deal with every so often. And none of mine are, like, super consistent. I would say the most consistent is probably insomnia. I know you deal with that a lot, too. Yeah. Sleep. Who is she? Don't know. <laughs> Never met her. Has she met Sarah? I don't think she has. I think her and Sarah are off on vacation together. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's why we can't find either of them. Right. Okay. So, insomnia, I would say probably my most consistent problem, followed by anxiety. I was going to get more into it later on, but I'm starting to think I might have agoraphobia. <laughs> we'll talk about that aside from that I do it's been a lot more rare than the other ones but I do occasionally have depression or bouts of depression I guess you would say yeah so that's where I'm at <laughs> I'm pretty much on the same level when I was uh, not working earlier this year and then had to like start going back out into work yeah I was like I just don't think I should have to leave my house, basically. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm dibble-dabbling. Right. With agoraphobia. Obviously not, like, super bad. Like, right. I don't 
have panic attacks when I have to leave the house or anything like that. But uh, certain situations really set me off. Yeah, that's what I've come to discover. But I was definitely like looking at most people who were like, "Oh my god, I'm going crazy in my house. I haven't been able to leave in like two weeks," and I'm like, "Yep, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm cool here. <laughs> it's all good. I can have my groceries delivered. It's fine." Yeah, I'm okay with that, too. The interesting thing is, though, because we were both married, or we have a significant other, yeah. I think it's a lot more difficult for people who are single or potentially just not living with anybody. Possibly. Because one of the things I discovered while I was doing my research is that isolation is a, like pretty much one of the highest causes of mental illness. Yeah. So if you at least have one other person that you hopefully get along with living with you it's gonna help that a little bit a little bit yeah yeah so there's that a lot of other ones i don't necessarily deal with at least as far as i know like obsessive compulsive disorder disorder well can't talk already i think we're just never going to be able to talk so you guys hopefully are okay with that yeah maybe maybe (laughs) one day maybe one day we'll learn how to talk no cd uh what were the ones i was Thinking of um, ADHD or ADD. Mm-hmm. Uh, never had too much of an issue with those things. Speaking as someone who does deal with depression quite a lot yeah. most recently, mm-hmm. it does affect some of those things. Like uh, you have difficulty concentrating and things like that. So it can sometimes right. look like other things, but it's not. And also, I've found a lot of these are sort of like twofers, so they kind of come in pairs or... Yeah, like, I have anxiety and depression, which is very common right? to have both. Kind of generally speaking, where we're at, I guess, as people, I looked up some pretty basic statistics just to get an idea. Mm-hmm. I think these are underreported, which is something we're also going to talk a little bit about. Probably. But as of the stuff that is reported that is basically out there, uh, just basically how common our mental illness is, so just in general, one in five Americans, and I did my research based off of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one in five Americans are reporting some some type of mental illness in their lifetime, whether that's ongoing or not. It says more than 50% will be diagnosed with a mental illness or disorder at some point in their life. Uh, one in five children, either currently or at some point during their life, have had a serious debilitating mental illness. And then it says one in 25 Americans live with a serious mental illness, such as schizophrenia, bipolar, or major depression. Those are pretty big numbers, especially considering, like we said, it's probably much higher than that. Yeah, probably, because there's probably a lot of people who don't. Just don't ever talk about it or get treatment or yeah. participate in these surveys or anything. Right. Yeah. It does lead me to my next stat. So I was trying to break it down a little bit, just out of mostly out of my own curiosity. Uh, it says 16.2 million people in America have depression, which is roughly 7%. Anxiety, it says, so this was for anxiety disorders. Some of that does include depression, but it says 40 million adults, or roughly 18% of uh, people in the U.S., have anxiety. Interestingly, it did say that 37% of those people do get treatment of some kind. I actually expected that to be way lower. I think it's easier for people with anxiety because you can go to any doctor right. and 
you know, tell them that you're having symptoms of anxiety and they'll they're just not, treat you for yeah, it. Yeah, they're not really going to, like, look super deep into it. Right. Normally, unless it's, like, really, really bad, then they might recommend that you go see a therapist and do, right. like, talk therapy to get to the root of your anxiety, but... Right, right. For the most part. And I think anxiety is more common, too, especially when you think about situations like we're in now where that we have this big pandemic happening. Yes, I did. They, I think it's just too early still. They don't know the full effects of it, but there are definitely articles popping up where they're starting to try to look into the impact of everybody's mental health due to this pandemic. Yeah, I'm sure even if you aren't a chronic mental health sufferer, then... you're feeling something yeah it's pretty much unavoidable because of i mean i was thinking the other day like we could just never return to normal life as we are used to it i mean i'm sure we will you don't know that though (laughs) it's not impossible that they're gonna have a really hard time making a vaccine like this could be years down the line before we get closer to what we're used to i mean i feel like if they were able to do it in the past we should be able to do it should should (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, just the sheer volume of it. I mean, what we're we're past two hundred thousand deaths in the U.S., which is a huge amount of people. I don't know; those numbers are fake. You know, nothing's real. Sarcasm, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> you throw that out there just just to clear that out the you know out the gate before anything happens. Those numbers are massive, so you're losing tons and tons of people to this disease, even though yes, a small percentage of people who get it actually die. That's still a huge number of people because so many people are getting it. Yeah. And then there's the impacts on the economy. So pretty much if you're not upset, that upset about the pandemic, you're surely worried about the economy because so many people are laid off or furloughed or just basically struggling. You businesses know. are closing. Businesses are closing. A lot of people taking pay cuts. I had to take one personally. It's just like a really shitty year. <laughs> so yeah. I think that is going to have a pretty big impact over the next probably couple of years on people's mental health. Yeah, probably. I, th- I think I mentioned it, I believe it was at some point over the last Alternative Medicine dual episode, but big events like that do also cause PTSD. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing, and I'm sure that is happening, or at least starting to happen. Yeah. When I just want this year to be over, even though it's not going to magically fix anything. I just... <laughs> Yeah, but also, I just don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know about any of it anymore. (laughs) I don't know either. It's just hard thinking about last year, and I just never expected it to go this direction. (laughs) Obviously, not many people did. I mean, you never expect it. No. Any of the crazy shit that happens, you never expect it to happen. No, but it's like... By far one of the worst years we've ever had. Well, yeah, but... And it's just like, come on, <laughs> something go right, please. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like every month there's, like, a new thing happening. Right. I mean, in November it's probably going to be a civil war. Oh, God. We just don't know. We just don't know. That's the truth. So, yeah, it's a bad year overall for pretty much everybody. Yeah. Mental health-wise. Isolation, that's ties into it, you know, we can't, or nobody's saying we can't, obviously, because people just do whatever the fuck they want, but clearly, we're not supposed to really be going to large gatherings or big social events, so we're not really seeing people the way that we're used to, so that isolation kicks in, leads to... We'll be able to on Saturday. (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it's like gatherings of 500 people oh, or less. No. I may have... That's such a huge jump from 100, which was what it was at, right? I may be remembering that incorrectly, but... Still, I would not go into a group of 100 people right now. I don't care if it's legal or not. No, and like bars and restaurants are allowed to be open at capacity, no. but they have to take social distancing measures. You can't. Those exactly. Are, if you're don't open, go together. If you're open at capacity, there's no way. You can't. Yeah, that's nonsense. I that's, actually was not. I've been trying not to go out like super often, but I like the half capacity. It's just, again, I don't want to be right up on somebody. Yeah. So having that extra table between us or whatever it is, I've been okay with that. I don't go anywhere. Yeah. I have food delivered yeah. or carried out. Right. I do that more often, but... And like, I go to the store. Right. That's about it. <laughs> We've I go had, to like, work. some birthdays and things like that over the last couple of months, so we have, like, gone out a few times, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have been to a couple small social gatherings. Right. But that's it. Right. The fact is just... I don't know. Like, we're still right in the middle of this. I don't know why people think it's over. I don't... Like, our numbers, I think, have plateaued. I mean, so many people just thought that it was a hoax anyway. Yeah. Which is also bizarre to me. Where are you at, people? Why do you think that? <laughs> Somebody please explain. I mean, we live in the <laughs> time of fake news, so... Yeah. So those are some base stats. What causes mental illness? Kind of like I was saying, isolation is a pretty big factor. Genetics is a pretty big factor. Experience related to ongoing medical conditions, such as cancer, any any chronic illness, basically. Yeah. If you're dealing with that pain or that struggle for a really long period of time, it's pretty understandable that it leads to mental illness. Mm, let's see here. So biological factors, so not only genes, but chemical imbalances. Something that I think we've come to understand pretty well, hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And then trauma is another one that's obviously pretty massive. So abuse, seeing violence, especially from an early age, assault, any, anything along those lines. That mm -hmm. trauma is pretty commonly going to cause you to have some pretty big issues. Yeah, especially absolutely. Especially if you just don't work, ever work it out. So Yeah. It's like having few friends, I think, that goes along with isolation. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. So those are some of the big factors that kind of why it happens and i just i don't know it's really sad that it's so common i think like we said this year you just can't really do much about that it is what it is at this point as our beloved president loves to say it is what it is it is what it is but can you imagine the hellfire that would have rained down on pretty much any other president literally any other president if they would have been Presented with these facts, you know, to how how many million, how many people have died? 200,000. 200,000? I feel like that's low. Well, millions of people get infected and stuff, but okay. yeah. Like, 200,000 Americans have died. It is what it is. Get fucked. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, if Obama had said that, Rednecks no, would he, be storming the White House. He would literally get killed by somebody if yes. he said that. It's insane. The double standards. But it is what it is. Yeah, apparently. I feel like it, even though this year is terrible, I feel like it is common even before this year, in America especially. Yeah, so uh, from what I read, I think this was from the CDC, I can't remember. Depression is the leading cause, is shown to be the leading cause of ill health and disability. 
okay. is what I read. And that's worldwide. That's not just in the U.S. Oh, that's over the whole world. So just, they're, they're saying, like, any illness in general, like, depression is the highest. Mm-hmm. I think I can tell something similar to that, too. Yeah. It's, like, one of the leading causes of an illness and just general illness. The, the number that I got from the World Health Organization was 264 million people around the world Good Lord. suffer from depression. Yeah, that's a lot. And almost half of those people have treatment-resistant depression. Oh. So using the medications doesn't help, help them with them. their depression. Right. Which is crazy. Ugh. Yeah, that's shitty. What are you supposed to do? Um, just be depressed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, you're just depressed. Yeah, so sorry. And like I said, there's a lot of complications with mental health medications in general. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit, but that's definitely a big thing. Mm-hmm. So that makes it hard to get treatment for a lot of people. Yeah. I know one, I don't think that um, these are used for treatment as much, but um, MAOIs or, uh, what is it, monoamine oxidase inhibitors? Is that right? I don't know. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, they used to be commonly used for depression. Okay. And uh, apparently if you have, like, a diet that is high in, like, cheese and beer. Uh Uh-oh. And things like that. Why are you coming for me, Sam? <laughs> it can cause some like pretty severe complications. So Weird. I think that's why those aren't used as much now. Okay. So Most like... people get SSRIs, which are the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yeah, okay. So that other thing you said, that's like a specific medication. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, specifically type of medication. Type of medication, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what kind of person doesn't eat cheese and drink beer? I mean, I don't know. That's like all of America. <laughs> I want to say it's like cheese, beer, and bread. I think there's something in like products that have yeast in them. Oh, weird. Where it like reacts weird and causes some really serious complications. Yeah. But even SSRIs, like Dustin takes an SSRI and he also took medication for his migraines. Okay. Uh, which messes with the serotonin levels in your brain and those two medications combined can cause serotonin syndrome. Hmm. Yeah. This is why I don't like medication. (laughs) No, no, I don't blame you at all. I was like, should you be taking those together? Because I just found out about it coincidentally. Like the pharmacist didn't say anything. The doctor, this this goes into my deep seated distrust of the American medical system. I can't think of words. I haven't even been drinking today. Okay. Sure. I don't know what I just said. I don't know what's happening anymore. (laughs) Okay. But I was like, why would you be prescribed these two medications that can cause serotonin syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. That can cause this syndrome that can kill you. Somebody should have noticed that. Right. That's not great. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. I mean, there's so many complications with drugs that are used to treat mental health. And the fact that we don't really look into alternative treatments, like we said with our alternative medicine episode. That's something very badly needed. and They don't do it. They don't do it a whole lot. Yeah. Hopefully someday. 
here's to hoping because I'm, I'm kind of giving up on hoping for this country to be honest. I'm giving up on hope just in general. <laughs> well, that's that is sad. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a rough year on my yeah. depression, Chad. Yeah, it has. I know. <laughs> so my depression is mostly triggered by stress. Okay. That's usually when it happens, and I typically only. I shouldn't say only. I typically get stressed about work, which is very bad. I'm trying to do better with it. But if I just, because I work in customer service, we've talked about this. I am really good at it, but I struggle with it, especially if I'm not, like if the company is not providing me good resources. Mm-hmm. So usually what happens is I get stuck at a job. I get, I sort of start to climb through the ranks a little bit because people recognize that I work hard. And then we get understaffed. Or, like, company change happens, anything like that, and then I just start to get shit on. <laughs> and it seems like an endless cycle that I can't break out of, and then I'm just, I feel stuck there. And then I get I feel like about that's it. just, that's just America. <laughs> that's just working in America. In, like, entry level jobs, like we both have. Right. It's just the repeated stress day after day. It eventually breaks you down. Yeah. If you don't find a way to take care of it. Yeah. So that's mostly been my experience with depression. I will be able to put up with the stress for a certain amount of time, and then I just get just just kind of give up. Mine comes and goes in waves, as it does with most people who suffer from depression. Right. I feel like I have kind of typical depression, where it starts kind of small. Housework, first fucking thing to go. Oh, yeah. Once they start heading down that just depressive spiral, shit gets real in my house. Right. Like, dishes pile up, laundry doesn't get done, stuff's not getting picked up. Right. And that sort of starts this vicious cycle because I'm also just so exhausted. Right. Which is very common as well. And you're just like, I'll, you know, I'm just so tired. I'll deal with that later. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps piling up. And, and then, then you feel bad about the fact that it's piled up. And then you feel like shit because it's piled up and you're like, wow, I'm just like a useless piece of shit living in this garbage heap. <laughs> and then that just makes your depression worse. Yeah. It's such a horrible spiral. Right. So that's what my depression looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that. And mine, I, I don't know. I shouldn't say it's always stressed because it does happen for absolutely no reason. Mine absolutely happens for no reason. I'll be perfectly fine. I'll be feeling great. I'll be, I think I said this in like, uh, one of the last couple episodes, I'll be eating meals consistently. Right. I'll even be cooking, which is not something I do all the time. Right. I'll just be like living my life, having a good time. <laughs> and then it just hits you. It just hits like a fucking freight train. It just hits you. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to bed for a year. <laughs> See you later. <sighs> yeah. I'm in there. I mean, I'm still high functioning. Right. I can get up every... I can force myself out of bed and go to work. You have a job. I have a job. Yeah. Maybe I don't wash my hair every day, but you know what? Who does? Nobody's not, got time for that. Not many people. Nobody's got time. <laughs> and one of the things I'm trying to be better at is just... You can't really tell somebody that they're experiencing something wrong or tell them how to feel or tell them how to get over it. It's just not the way things work. So 
if you're listening to this, trying to figure out how to be supportive to somebody going through something, don't be like, stop being sad. Yeah. If somebody tells you that they're having a hard time, or they're really sad, or they're depressed, don't just be like, first of all, do not say, what do you have to be sad about? Yeah, that's one of the worst things you can say. Go fuck yourself with that. (laughs) You think I'm choosing to be sad? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just stop. What do you have to be sad about? Mm, This chemical imbalance that is occurring in my brain that I have no control over. Clearly, I wanted to do that. Yeah. I don't like serotonin. It doesn't make me feel good. (laughs) Give me the opposite of Sarah. Yeah. Give me Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. (laughs) But just ask them if there's ways you can help. If you, if it's your partner, for instance, or somebody that you live with, just a family member, if you notice that there's a lot of clutter around, maybe pick up the clutter a little bit. That'll help. I was actually going to bring that up as a somewhat out-of-the-box thing you can do, because mm-hmm. it's, I think it's starting to become, like, pretty popular, but the whole, like, decluttering, like, Marie Kondo, there's a newer show on Netflix I can't think of, but Emily just watched it, mm-hmm. where they put everything in containers. Yeah, I know what you're <laughs> talking about, but I can't remember the name of it either. So, it's starting to come around, and people are starting to realize the benefits of decluttering, but... For me, at least, it did help quite a bit. We Well, even if it's not just, like, stuff that you have in your house that's creating clutter, if it's, like, yeah. dirty dishes that are getting piled yeah, up, or yeah. dirty laundry, or trash, or whatever. Right. Keeping things clean, getting rid of, if you have, like, tons and tons of unnecessary items, getting rid of some of that. Although I will say, sometimes that doesn't always help, because sometimes that'll make you feel worse. Yeah. Like, when Dustin is doing a lot of the housework, because I'm just too tired and I can't right that makes me feel worse sometimes too I could see that because I'm like well he's doing so much you feel bad for not doing right but generally speaking I think decluttering is a good idea yeah it helps your mental health it helps my at least yeah and just you feel a little bit better overall so maybe something to try if you have not tried it finding a place for everything getting rid of a little bit of stuff if you just don't really need it or don't use it yeah Keeping things clean, like Sam said, which again is definitely hard. Not nothing like nothing that helps with mental health is easy. No, you're like, oh, go outside. I mean, that's fine, but it's also hard to do that. Yeah, I <laughs> what mean, if the weather isn't good. What if your anxiety literally just stops you from doing it? You know. Yeah. So maybe crack a window open. I don't know. And sometimes that's only temporary. Like right. you could be feeling really depressed or in a not good space, and you go outside. And- like, it's sunshine, maybe it's, like, a really nice, like, mild 70-degree weather day. Oh, my favorite. hmm And the sun's shining, everything's nice, and you have a really good time. Yeah. But then you get home, and it just hits you again. Yeah, it's just a short burst of happiness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's things, though. I mean, it, I would say it's worth trying. If you feel like you're just completely stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. Try out a few things. Just try to find something that's good for you. Yeah. It's better than just sitting there. Yeah. Exercise is something people bring up a lot. Yeah. This is not fun, first of all, but... I do always feel better after I exercise, yeah. but getting me to do it... Getting to that point. <laughs> that is the hard part, <laughs> especially not... when I'm not doing great. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that for sure, because it is also something you have to basically be in the habit of because it's again not really fun for most people never been able to get into the habit getting into habits is really hard when you're having issues with your mental health yeah and then just 
yeah, forcing yourself to do it. Again, one of those things, it could potentially help you if you can at least get there. Get a workout, buddy. Yeah, that might help. I got a video game that somewhat helps me work out <laughs> for I the Switch. I water. Hold it's on. Called, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I got, yeah, I got a game that uh, that's supposed to help you work out or like trick you into working out. What is happening over there, Chad? My notebook fell. I'm You're throwing just things throwing in. shit everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, it's called Ring Fit Adventure, and it's you get this. Damn it! What the hell is it called? Those like circle bands that you press in and pull out. You do you know what I'm talking about? Resistance bands. Uh, kind of, but it's it's like a solid thing, and you're pushing and pulling, and it's a Oh, like those Pilates ring things? Like Pilates ring or like Zumba ring or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember the exact word for it. Pilates I don't know ring. if it's a Zumba ring because Zumba is like a dance exercise. Okay, Pilates ring. I think that's probably right then, Pilates ring. Anyway, so it comes with one of those and your character is like running through these obstacle courses and you have to fight enemies and you have to like do exercises to actually attack them. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I was that's such a good idea because it's tricking you into exercising by playing a game. So I think there's, like, ways to, if you're not up to doing something, just start tricking yourself, and then you just start doing it because it's making you feel a little bit better. I used to go to the gym with my friend Kaylee. We haven't been going because of, you know, what Rona. Gym, what gym did you go to? <sighs> Planet Fitness. They're so cheap. I don't understand why anybody goes to the really expensive ones. <laughs> I know. But we went to Planet Fitness. Oh, my knee hurts because I'm old. She hates doing cardio. Cardio uh, is my favorite. Really? She loves weights. Yeah, I would rather do weights any day. Miss me with that shit. <laughs> so we would force each other to go to the gym. Right. I'd be like, all right, let's do some cardio. Yeah. Get on the treadmill. She hates the treadmill. She usually <laughs> does the bikes. I do uh, the okay. treadmill. Yeah. Love a treadmill. Yeah. I tried an elliptical once. I'm way too out of shape for that shit. I'm a... Fuck a tread... An a, elliptical. I'm okay with them, but I don't go as fast as I would on a treadmill. But, uh, I'd be like, okay, let's do 30, 45 minutes cardio. Right. And then we'd go over to the weights, and, and she'd she make me do weights. You. And I'm like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> so you guys are a good pair at the gym. Yeah. Yeah, cool. There you go. Find a buddy. That makes everything considerably easier. Yeah, it usually worked out. There would be some days where we were both, like... Fuck this shit. <laughs> but then, for the most part, it would be like, you know, she'd be like, hey, we gotta go to the gym. We're going to the gym. Get right. your ass up. I'll be there in, like, five minutes to pick you up. We're going to the gym. I think, yeah, sometimes you just have to have somebody in your life that's just gonna force you yeah. to do something, because... And then there would be days where I'd be like, alright, bitch, let's go. We're going <laughs> yeah. to the gym. Right. I was like, at the very least, let's do some cardio. Yeah. So. I watched a TED Talk, or I guess TEDx Talk. I don't know fully what the difference is, but anyways, college student Elizabeth Medina. Mm-hmm. I just kind of was trying to find some different sources for things. Um, so she was talking about just kind of mental health in general, and just kind of that same thing. She was talking about why there's a stigma behind it, and sort of things you should and shouldn't do, and we already touched on some of that stuff, but she did pretty much bring up the point of, you know, if one out of five people has mental health disorder of some kind a big part of that is just feeling like you're alone like nobody understands you one out of five that seems like such a low number it does but if you're actually looking at the numbers i mean it is a lot of people (laughs) it is a lot of people but one out of five still seems low i I mean i know so many people who struggle yeah but i guess a lot of that could be people who just don't talk about it because right 
there is a stigma and there are those people who are going to be like, well, you don't have a reason to be depressed. Right. Or you don't have a reason to be anxious. People aren't getting diagnosed or don't ever speak up about it because of the stigma. I know that's something we wanted to talk about. I guess we can get into it now. I was looking, I don't think I have it pulled up, but it was listing about the different countries that basically struggle the worst with mental health. We were obviously at the top. Oh, gee, big shock there. Uh, It did list some of the other high ones as Ukraine and... There was one country that kind of surprised me. I almost want to say Sweden. No. I don't. Let me look it up. Hold on. How dare you? I definitely remember Ukraine. That was definitely one of them. I wonder if they're all depressed because of all the radiation. <laughs> Probably. This is not the same list I was looking at. So I guess it really goes by the factors that you're using. So I just saw a lot of different numbers. I can't find the exact article I was looking at earlier, but U.S. was pretty high. Ukraine, I remember specifically being pretty high. And then some of the lower ones, they said, like, Nigeria is super low. thought that was interesting. Hmm. And then they said Asian countries in general don't really have as much of a problem about it. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So it was more of, like, a cultural thing, more of, like, the way we work. I don't know. I think that ties into it. Well, I think out of most countries in the world, the U.S. has the worst work-life balance. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would have to agree. We've got to be pretty close. I think Japan is probably one of the few countries that has it worse than us. Most people pretty much work themselves to death. Yeah, but I don't think Japan minds, because they're all, like, getting beer out of vending machines and getting fucking shit-faced <laughs> on the side of the street. No, I think substance disorder is... Uh... Another cause of work-related stress. Japan parties. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. We party. That doesn't mean we're not fucked up. Well, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, so basically the stigma around it, I I can't even figure out where it started or why it is the way it is, but one thing I did think about was some of the ways that... Well, I think some of it is, like, you know, some people view if you're a super anxious person, then you're just... Scared or cowardly. Right. A lot of people view depression as just being plain fucking lazy. Just being lazy or just being sad. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of uneducation or ignorance about it, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's part of the stigma. And then you have so many people who are unwilling to accept that you're mentally ill. Right. Like, you'll have, you know, your family members who are like, oh, no, you're not depressed. Yeah, like, what do you, why are you telling me what what I'm experiencing? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, you're fine. You're just a little sad. You're just having a hard time right now. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, that's true. That's probably a big part of it. And then I do feel like certain ways that the media portrays it definitely doesn't make it better. So you have things like American Psycho. Mm -hmm. Um, I did talk about, I can't remember what, I think it was the first episode where I talked a little bit about The Joker, which I would stand by the fact that that's a really great movie. I don't know for sure if I so it's it's a comic book character you have to take that into into effect but the things that I like about it is it does show basically just the reality of it where he's going through pretty serious issues nobody is taking him seriously the one doctor he finds that does kind of help him out they eventually get defunded so she can't keep seeing him his medicine isn't really helping him and he can't afford it so showing these realistic ways why the system just fails people yeah. So obviously it's a movie. He goes to extremes with it, starts killing people. Yeah. But uh, not to say that doesn't happen, but 
I think there are ways that the system fails us, and then there's ways that media portrays people with mental health in a really shady, like, untruthful way that then kind of just seeps into, like, the public perception. Yeah, I think one thing with depression specifically is that there's so many things in the media that portray depressed people as people who just can't get out of bed. Right. So if you're, I mean, I don't think that's really how it works most of the time because I know so many people who have depression who are normal functioning humans who can get up and go to work, you know, not saying that these people who don't have severe depression and can't get out of bed. I mean, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And even for me, there's days where I can't get out of bed. Like it's usually on the weekends where I'm like, I can't (laughs) like, I'm just not getting out of bed today. Yeah. There have been very few days where I've actually had to not go to work because I just couldn't do it mm-hmm. for whatever reason. No, there was uh, one day where Dustin told me that I wasn't going to work because I was standing over a laundry basket crying for no reason. So, I mean, <laughs> like, it definitely happens. It happens, yeah. But for the most part, you know, I think that people have these portrayals of this mental illness in their mind. Right. So they're like, oh, well, you you have a job. You're a functioning human being. You, you be pay best. your bills. There can't be anything wrong with you. You're fine. Right. You're just you're just trying to get attention or whatever. Right, right. Go fuck yourself, first <laughs> of all. I feel like we get these ideas in our minds. I feel like one thing that's been portrayed a lot in mass media has been people with bipolar disorder. Yeah. And it's always the super extremes of, like, right, you're right. super manic and doing all this crazy shit, or, again, you're at that super depressed stage where you're just, like, balled up on the floor, mm-hmm. not moving. They don't show other sides of it. People right. don't understand what it's actually like. And right. Yeah. Yeah, I think media plays a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that it's, since there is this existing stigma, the people who are going through it, they're just less likely to talk about it. And the less it's talked about, the less people are going to accept it. Yeah, and I know me personally, for a long time, I was in denial about it. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, this can't be depression, because what do I have to be depressed about? Like, I have a job, right. I have a roof over my head, couldn't afford to buy groceries, but <laughs> I had a job and a roof over my head, Right. you know, my bills were paid. I was like, well, this can't be depression. Right. right. Like, I just need to stop being a lazy piece of shit, but... It was depression. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But So it's not even that you have to deal with all these other people who have stigmas about your mental illness. It's stigmas that you have for yourself. Right, right. I also, interestingly, I did read that even medical, like mental health professionals also have these like stigmas or incorrect ideas about it. Just like so much, I guess just so much history on things that have, just been put into people's heads the wrong way. <laughs> it's yeah. like so hard to overcome that as a society. Mm-hmm. But I think that's big step is just, we just have to start being more open about it. We have to start, that, that's what that Ted talk was saying. Actually, she said, you have to, first of all, you have to understand that at a minimum, one out of five people are going through this. You're not alone in it. Yeah. And second of all, if you're not really honest with people about what you're going through, they're not ever going to know and they're not ever going to be able to support you. Yeah. So she said just basically having that conversation with people and then from the other side of it, just really listening to them, telling them that you can relate, even if it's not on the exact same level. That's basically just somewhere to start. 
And she said, basically, the thing, the thing that finally helped her is she went to the support group and started going, like, multiple times a week. And It's so hard, though, to just to even have that conversation yeah. with your loved ones. Right. To be like, hey, I think, you know, I have depression mm-hmm. or... I'm really uncomfortable doing these, like, social situations because I have really bad anxiety around a lot of people. Right. You can't... You just don't know how they're going to react and stuff. Right. It's it's so hard to have that conversation with somebody. Yeah. I think it's where we have to start. We have to just start having it. Yeah. <laughs> just start somewhere. Work work our way up. And, you know, your friends and your loved ones, they are not going to... I mean, hopefully not, at least. Hopefully they're not just going to shit on you. They're going to try to see your side of it. Right. And, and try to be supportive of a lot of these things are things that you can notice. Like, you yeah. can see that somebody is uncomfortable in a situation. Exactly. And you can see when somebody's not leaving their house or getting out of bed or, you know, you come over, you can see that they're obviously not, like, taking care of their home. Right. You know, just check in with people, I guess, is what I'm basically trying to say. Yeah, check in. So that's that's another thing she mentioned. If you are trying to help somebody... If you say you're going to be there for them, you do have to follow up. Yeah. Because these people are not, you know, if you're struggling, it's very hard to reach out. Mm-hmm. So if you've been confronted and somebody's like, hey, I need help, I'm struggling, you have to really put it on yourself to follow up with them. I definitely never stop talking to people for no reason. <laughs> I don't stop replying to text messages. <laughs> I mean, we all get busy and stuff, but you got to, yeah. Quit staring at me like that, Chad. No, no, the signs of when your friends are depressed, I guess. That's all I'm saying. Listen, I know I disappear sometimes. It's fine. I mean, we all do. But I know you'll be back. (laughs) And if not, I'll go check on you. Yeah. (laughs) Bring you a coffee. Yeah, bring me a coffee. (laughs) So, depression, definitely one of the biggest ones. I figured we would probably talk about that more than the others. But I guess we'll see how much we have to say. My relationship with insomnia. (laughs) Real fun. Let me just start off by saying that. The earliest I remember is, I think I was in middle school, potentially a little bit before that, but somewhere around that age, and I remember we had moved. I only lived in two houses throughout my childhood, so we moved away from the house with the dirt mountain that I brought up, and it was like a few years after that. I know I had a bedroom, but I wasn't sleeping in it, Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking about it, and I think it's because that's when insomnia started hitting me. So I started sleeping, like, on the couch in the living room, or, like, trying to sleep. And I would play, for those of you who have ever had, like, cable at any point, there's just, like, a, you scroll through all the actual channels, and then there's, like, a million channels of music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. So I would turn on, like, the jazz channel or something and try to, like, I don't know, I guess just, like, put my mind in a place where I could fall asleep. And it didn't work, like, super well, but I was just, like, struggling, I think, to find anything that would help. I've never been a good sleeper. I would also, during that same time period, I would sleep on the floor, like, under a coffee table. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what was happening, but that was a thing for at least a few weeks, I remember it. Insomnia is super weird, because it's not all, there's different, there's basically two main categories where you either can't fall asleep, or your sleep maintenance, is what they call it, is not good, where you can't stay asleep, you constantly keep waking up. I suffer from both of those. Yeah, I would say I suffer from both of them. More often, I can fall asleep pretty easily, but sometimes that part does hit me too. I have so much trouble falling asleep at night, and some of it does have to do with my anxiety because my brain... You just can't shut it off. She's just going 24-7, doesn't know how to stop, always thinking about something. Right. 
And if it's not like something that I'm super anxious about present day, then my brain will find something from the past <laughs> to be anxious about. Hey, remember when you were a kid and you said this dumb thing in your class? Right. That comes to me often. I'm like, hey, it. remember when this happened? I don't care. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to sleep, homie. Like, I got to be up early, got shit to do. Yeah. So again, one of those things where a lot of the time these are kind of coming in pairs or coming in groups or probably experiencing a few of these things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Insomnia really sucks. And then you just always feel like you're tired, but you are always tired because you're not sleeping well. So yeah, either you can't fall asleep or you don't have good sleep where you just are waking up constantly, tossing and turning, don't feel good. You're having like nightmares. I hate it Yeah. when I can fall asleep, but then I just wake up every couple hours. Yeah, that's almost worse than not ever falling asleep because it tricks you into thinking you're going to be okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then you're not. You're like, ah, sweet sleep, and then you wake up every ten minutes. So there was a time period when I was younger that I definitely went through it pretty bad. And then I feel like the worst it's ever gotten was high school. I had a, I guess I touched on that slightly too, but I did not have a good high school experience. A lot of it was my own doing, but not all of it. And I just had a really bad insomnia. So there were just weeks that I literally just don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Just like slept through most of my classes because I couldn't sleep at night. I never really slept in class, but I definitely spent a lot of time where I had been up for 24, 36 hours. Yep. It's real fun. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I... You're just looking at a clock going, oh wow, I've been up for 26 hours. Wow. Cool. And I'm to sleep. Right. <laughs> I think there's so much that is not like fully understood about the brain. Obviously, we're learning a lot more as the years pass. But sleep is just like you gotta let your brain catch up on things, and you gotta let your subconscious catch up on things because if you don't, you just like run yourself dry. Well, I mean, there's a certain level of sleep deprivation where it's like you might as well be drunk. Right. You're just. That's how well your cognition it. is. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been there several times. I mean, I've totally been there where yeah. <laughs> it's like you just get to that loopy phase yeah. where you haven't slept enough and you just get slap happy. Right. You like can't. I got drug tested because of that once. <laughs> Jeez. I was like coming around. This was when I worked at Amazon. Oh, oh okay. God. I was coming around a corner with my little cart that I used to, you know, get the stuff for people's orders, right. and I, like, slammed into the side of this aisle, and I was working two jobs at this time, so I was working Amazon at night, and yep. then I had another job, but it was a retail job, so I just worked crazy fucking hours, and yeah. my boss didn't care, yeah. so I wasn't getting a lot of sleep, and also, I'm just not, I'm just not always great at sleep in general, and I slammed into the side of this aisle, and I was just like, oh, fuck, and started laughing, and <laughs> the, like, assistant I think was right there. And then the next day I had to go take a drug test. And I was like, that is why. Right. I was like, I want to, this wasn't a random drug test. Oh no. They're never random. I don't care what they say. In the first three months that I had worked there, I had been drug tested three times. (laughs) One on my initial hire date with the staffing agency, that drug test. And then my drug test when I became an official Amazon employee. Gotcha. Like there's no way that was random. No, not that one. Mm Mm-mm. There's a quote in Fight Club where he says, if you have insomnia, you're never fully awake and you're never fully asleep. 
of course, he had, like, a dual life thing going on where his alternate personality was taking over at night. <laughs> but I think it's still true, like, if it's a really bad phase of it. You're not supposed to talk about Fight Club, Chad. It's too late for that. <laughs> we have all talked about it. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like if, it, if you're in, especially, like, a really bad, like, batch or, like, time period of insomnia, you do feel like that. You're not really awake. And, of course, you're not sleeping, so you're not asleep at any point. Yeah. And you just feel like a zombie. That's fine. I just pump all the caffeine into my body. I mean, I do that too, but it doesn't... It only helps to a certain extent. It doesn't mm-hmm. make me feel awake. It makes me not pass out. <laughs> yeah, that is how it is sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like it's just barely keeping your body going. Exactly. And then there's that fun time where you, like, caffeinate, but it doesn't wake you up. And you just... It's like your body is vibrating. Uh, you know what I'm yeah, talking about? I think so. Like the caffeine jitters. Yeah. Those are terrible. It's like your mind is still sleepy, but your body is, like, vibrating off your bones. <laughs> yeah. I never... I, I would drink energy drinks occasionally. I still do, like, once in a blue moon, but I just don't get it. People who are drinking, like, three or four or five hour energies in a day, like, you're gonna have a heart attack. Oh, you mean my husband, who drinks, like, <laughs> three energy drinks in one day? I'm like... Your heart is going to explode. You used to Stop. Work night shift, though. Like, if you're working night shift. No, um, it's not even night shift. No. It's just all the time. Right. That's terrible for you. Yeah, I know. I could never do that. The worst I ever got was one spring while I was still working at Amazon. This is so bad. I would get up in the morning. I was. I shouldn't have been working <laughs> in general, let alone working all the overtime that I was working at that time. Yeah. Because I was really sick. Okay. So I'd get up in the morning, I would have a monster, and then on my lunch break, I would have another monster. Oh no. That was being used to chase down the cold medicine that I was taking. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) This sounds terrible. So, you know. That's cool. (laughs) It's fine. It's whatever. I don't know how you stayed upright during that. Uh... Chasing your Tylenol cold and sinus with a monster. That's how you do it. Apparently that's the trick, folks. Don't do it. Don't do it, please. (laughs) This is stupid shit that you do in your 20s. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, high school I had it pretty bad. And then it kind of went away for a little while. Never. I can't even remember when the last time I had a consistent sleep schedule was. It just, it's not a thing. It's kind of back to that same thing for me. It's mostly driven by stress, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, Here 100%. Lately, it's, it's been a lot worse for me than it has been the previous couple of years. Yeah. I think everybody, when they're under a mass amount of stress, has yeah, problems sleeping. For sure. Because it's also increasing the frequency of nightmares and all this other stuff. You're having yeah. a harder time actually falling asleep. And yeah, you're just not getting a good sleep quality where you're just going to sleep straight through the night. That never happens to me anymore. Yeah. I get really bad anxiety dreams, like when I'm feeling really anxious yeah, about something. Yeah. I'll have. I don't know that I would necessarily call them nightmares. I mean, they're not good dreams. Right. But I just call them anxiety dreams. If it's like a stressful situation in a dream. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. I mean, it's, it might as well be a nightmare. Yeah. It's not a happy dream. <laughs> I mean, just when I think of nightmares, I think of like I'm being chased by monsters. I think that's what most people think, but I would say it's anything that's not a good dream or a neutral dream. Yeah, maybe. I have really intense nightmares. Emily actually does, too. We, You've told me about this. Yes. <laughs> we There's something wrong with us. 
<laughs> we both think somebody is trying to kill us at all times, apparently. I once woke up and started, like, yelling and attacking the fan outside of our... Like, that's, like, a couple feet away from our bed. Yeah. I did that. I don't know. Tons of stuff. Like, it happens to us, like, probably... I would say probably, like, six times a year or more. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is when it's, like, that bad of a nightmare. <laughs> mm-hmm. She doesn't see people as much. She usually sees, like, bugs. That's her big thing. So she'll think there's a giant bug, but like a big giant spider above our bed or like a line of bugs crawling on the wall, things like that. That's that. I, so I, I see people that are trying to attack me. That's like my most frequent thing. My second most frequent thing is I think it's like literally the end of the world. I have crazy, if I'm going to have a nightmare, like yeah. a nightmare, nightmare, it's going to be some end of the world, doomsday, right. apocalypse bullshit. I think. A lot of mine, probably not all of them, but I think a lot of mine are because planes fly over, and just the deep sound of that oh, yeah. freaks me the hell out, because I usually wake up and run to the window. I shouldn't, not fully wake up, so these, the reason I say my nightmares are so extreme is because I get up and, like, do things, and then I wake up in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wake up in the middle of attacking Kind of like man. sleepwalking. It, yeah, kind of. So it's, like, really intense and really reactionary. By the time I wake up, my heart is, like, literally racing. Mm-hmm. It's really intense, <laughs> and it happens to both of us. <laughs> so yeah, the end of the world one happens. I, I that's one thing that I've come up with. Maybe just the sound of the planes, but I don't know what else it could be. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so those happen to me a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, that's weird. I should probably go to somebody about that. <laughs> yeah, you should probably talk to somebody about that. Because <laughs> it's not a sleep terror. That's a completely different thing. Those mm-hmm. people don't even know that that's happening to them. Yeah. They have to be woken up. I don't know then. I don't either. That's the I didn't really like. I tried to research it a couple times. Oh, jeez, Chad. How many times am I gonna drop things this time? I don't <laughs> so, know. Where did it even go? <laughs> Just throwing everything around. Yeah. Yeah. So I I tried to research it a couple times. I didn't really go that deep into it because I wasn't finding anything that matched exactly. Mm-hmm. But I know it's not night terrors because that's something completely different. Yeah, it's kind of more like sleepwalking, like you said, but it's just instigated by a really bad dream. And then I hopefully wake up in the middle of it and stop <laughs> whatever I'm doing. I did the joy of dogs. <laughs> I did a sleep study once and they told me there was nothing wrong with me. And I was like, that no can't be accurate. I don't understand. I've known people who have done them too. And it's just like, it seems rare that they actually figure anything out. Yeah. Like, unless you have sleep apnea, they're like, you're fine. Right. Which is good, like, those people need to be treated, but yeah, know, there's other issues. Like, you have to figure out what's happening here. <laughs> it's fine, though. If they would have given me sleep medicine, I probably wouldn't have taken it, so. Yeah, you don't take medicine. No. I've taken Tylenol three times this week, and that should tell, fucking tell you something. <laughs> yeah, you need to go to the dentist. <laughs> I'm going to go to the dentist. I don't have time. Okay. Is that right? <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> you say so. I mean, I have a job where I spend all of my time on the phone talking to people. A day off work is not going to cut it. Yeah. I'm going to need a little bit more time. Yeah. Because this tooth is going to have to get pulled. Yeah. You should go, though. I'm going to go. <laughs> okay. When I have days off to use. Okay. Or when my face swells up like a balloon. It Whichever happens could first. happen. I know. It's happened to me. I've gotten to the point where I, it hurts so bad that I literally couldn't ignore it anymore. 
I mean, it's better. I don't have this, like, shooting pain going up the side of my face anymore, so it's fine. That's better, I guess. (laughs) It really only hurts when I touch it. Oh. It's fine. (laughs) Did you say so? (laughs) It's fine. So, yeah, insomnia. It's real fun. I guess I don't really have anything else to say about it. Me neither. Would you like to talk about your anxiety a little bit? Yeah. I don't... I wouldn't say that I have a lot of, like, general anxiety. Oh, boy, do I ever. Yeah. Occasionally I I do, but not, like, super often. Mostly what I've noticed is that I do, like I said earlier, I was, like, trying to understand what's actually happening, and it's more like agoraphobia where certain crowds, like, I texted Sam a few weeks back because we decided to go to Ikea for some reason. My wife and I, not not Sam and I. We went to Ikea, and it was Although I do love a good Ikea trip. Yeah, I get the appeal, but it was so fucking crowded. So, this is the busiest Ikea I've ever been yes, to. Yes, the one in Indy on the north side. Yeah. If you're going to Ikea, just don't go to that one. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I mean, it, it is definitely worth taking the, what is it, like an hour and 30 minute trip to Cincinnati? Right, it's not that far. That's fine. When I go to the one in Fishers... You have to go during the week. I go, if I can't go during the week, I go on Saturday morning... Before they even open. Yeah. And by the time... I'm, I'm usually there for a couple hours, not gonna lie. Right. I mean, it's a giant story. It's hard not to be there a couple hours. By the time I leave, two hours after they've opened, yeah. there's, like, people following me through the fucking parking yeah. lot to steal my parking space. Right. So, it seems to me like it's mostly really, really big crowds of people. So, yeah, like she said, people following you around the parking lot. Like, we were literally in a line... Basically throughout the whole store because there were so many people. Yeah. And no, fuck it's that just, shit. It's just too much for me these days. We went to Chicago a few years back uh, with some friends and we we're just hanging out. And that was another situation. We don't, when we go to Chicago, we stay more towards like the Lincoln Park area, mm-hmm. which is not quite as busy. A little bit more like downtown Indy where you can just walk around. Yeah, I've been to the Lincoln Park area. We stayed, I think it was a little bit farther it wouldn't really be north, but more west. Yeah. I can't remember what the area that we stayed in when we went to Chicago was called. Um, but Lincoln Park's, like, not far. Just, okay. like, a couple train stops down. So I like that area because it's a lot easier for me to manage. So this time we went more towards actual downtown. And too many people, really, really loud. Uh, there were, like sirens like ambulances and stuff driving by the last time i went it wasn't too bad we spent a decent amount of time downtown yeah um yeah because we went to like michigan avenue and we went to like a couple stores and then we just sort of walked around and then we went to the art museum okay and millennium park and stuff right right it wasn't that bad (laughs) so i've only been to chicago twice we went for my birthday both times yeah the first time we went we accidentally went the weekend before St. Patrick's Day, oh, no. which was the weekend before my birthday. That's going to be tons of people. Oh my god, so many fucking people right. everywhere, dressed in green. Because <laughs> we went downtown, like, we didn't even realize. I just, I don't know why I, I wasn't paying attention. Actually, you were, yeah, I remember that. Well, I think St. Patrick's Day was on Sunday, so I was like, surely to God, everybody's doing shit on Sunday. <laughs> no. So we went downtown on Saturday. Big no, City's like that party for like... A week or two weeks. <laughs> Saturday was when everything happened. That was when all of the celebrations were going on. That was when they did the parade. Right. And they dyed the river. Yep. 
there were people fucking everywhere. Like, yes. So it's not just the crowd. It's, it's not just like, oh, I don't like it. So it's more extreme. It's like, I lived that time in Chicago. So another thing that made it worse was that I just wasn't prepared, and that's my own fault, but it was extremely rainy and cold, mm-hmm. and I just had, like, a cloth jacket, which is not enough to stop rain, obviously, mm-hmm. so I already was in a bad mood, and then the people and the noise, and it was just way too much. I, yeah. I pretty much had a panic attack. I mean, it's really easy to get overstimulated, yeah. especially and when you have anxiety. It wasn't that bad at Ikea, but I was close to it a few times where I was like, okay, I need to, like, get myself out of this state of mind because I'm about to have a panic attack. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've noticed is that I mean, not, not necessarily every time I'm in a crowd, but it's, I would say, happening more frequently. I, I don't think part always... of that is the anxiety behind the pandemic. Yeah. I'm clearly afraid of getting it. <laughs> so Same. So being in a big crowd, I'm automatically just uncomfortable. But I mean, I used to go, we already talked about that. I used to go to tons of concerts. We both have gone to tons of Tons of concerts, crowds, never, like, that much of an issue for me, even though I wasn't, like, super into it or anything. But. I don't always have a big problem with crowds. I do have um, a small amount of anxiety whenever I go to, like, concerts, movie theaters. I thought about going to the Black Lives Matter protest downtown. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Because we live in the U.S. And right. shit fucking happens. Right. All the time. After some of those, like, early shootings and theaters and stuff. There yeah. Was a pretty long period where I was afraid to go. Yeah. I still think about it, just anybody. Meet every in. time I go into the movie theater. Yeah. I we usually sit in the back because that's where Dustin likes to sit just in general. Right. But I am constantly aware of what is happening right. around me. Right. I will always have that anxiety. I hate it too because then like the workers come in and stand in the corner and it's just like real shady. Yeah. If you don't realize it's an employee. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell's that person? Why are they just standing there? Yeah, I, I feel you there. But, so, agoraphobia, when I was researching, just trying to kind of understand things, it's basically centered around, like, the fear and the anxiety of, like, leaving your house or leaving the area that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. That sometimes has to do with crowds or loud noises or anything like that. And it does sometimes lead to panic attacks. Sometimes it's just the fear of the panic attacks caused by that. Mm-hmm. So it's just this really weird, vicious cycle. But... It's not that bad for me, kind of like you were saying, like, I can still go out, I go to the grocery store, I go out to restaurants occasionally, but it's just like, sometimes it's just like way too much, and my mind can't handle it. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. So, I don't know, not so much general anxiety. I do sometimes, like you said, get really hung up on events that have happened, mostly in the past. I don't get that hung up on, like, future events. I get anxious about everything. Um, like... Policies. I will read a policy like 15 times to make sure that I'm not misinterpreting it so that I'm not going to get fired for doing something wrong. Right, right. Like, attendance policies especially, if Uh I have to be late or if I have to miss a day. When I have to miss a day of work, it doesn't matter what that is for. Right. I could be deathly ill. Again, I don't think Dustin knows how to handle me, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one time I had like a really bad stomach bug. He had it too. It was just like a 24 hour bug. Yeah. And I'm like bent over the trash can in our kitchen throwing up. And I look up at him and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to work today. And he was like, yeah, no shit. You're not going to work today. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? And even though I was 
that sick to the point where I had to throw up in my kitchen trash can. You still didn't come to the realization. I felt so anxious about calling into work. Yep. Again, ties into the the work system that we have here. I feel like I shouldn't be on the brink of a panic attack when I have to call in sick to work. Especially when I'm legitimately sick. People get sick. Yeah. It needs to... We need to have space for that. Right. (laughs) Come on. And I think not just with physical sicknesses like that where you have like a bug or right something like that we need i think mental health days mental health days should 100% be a thing yeah absolutely cuz there are some days where you just can't do it you can't do it or you need to spend a day not at work to try to recover sometimes you just need to decompress right i've definitely had to call in to work and be like hey i'm not feeling well when i mean i wasn't feeling well but it's not that not i was sick physical sickness yeah I would agree with you. I'd, and you can't tell your boss that. Like, hey, I... Yeah, it has to... Most places are not going to accept it. They're, absolutely not. You're, you're gonna, you might get lucky at some places or if you have a really good manager, but yeah, you're right. There's there's no there's no leeway for that. They don't treat it as an actual illness. Yeah, they're going to be that's like, not, I buck up and get your ass to work. <laughs> right. I don't get physically sick that mm-hmm. often, but I do. That's the majority of the reason why I call off is because of mental health. And people just don't. Half the time when I do have a cold, I end up going to work anyway. Exactly, because I can, I can work through that. I mm-hmm. can deal with it. Unless I'm throwing up in a trash can in my kitchen. But if I didn't sleep for 40 hours, I can't function. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> Even if I showed up to work, I would not be helpful to anybody. Yeah. So we need time to recover for things like that. I don't understand why it's not part of our system. Yeah, if you are... Standing over a laundry basket crying for no reason, you should be able to not go to work and not feel bad about it. Yeah, for sure. And part of that is, like, these other countries that give people an appropriate amount of time off, they can just use their time off and just... You mean, like, in Scandinavia, where you get, like, five weeks of vacation? Most of Europe, you get pretty... It's pretty common to get four or five weeks, yeah. And you... I will be lucky if I get a week of vacation. Oh, yeah. A week is common for most places in America. So my company is weird. That was one of the only good things that came out of the merger that we went through. I technically have unlimited time, mm-hmm. but I can't be off. Basically, only one person from my team can be off at a time. Sure. So we have to basically work around other people's schedules, and I'll probably end up taking less than the three weeks total that I used to have. Yeah. But I used to have three weeks, which was much higher than me find most places. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a job where I've had more than a week off. This was my This was my first one that I ever had more than two. I actually had a job where I didn't even know that I had vacation time because I didn't tell you about it. Okay, that's great. (laughs) I had worked for that company for years before they were like, oh yeah, you have accrued all of this vacation time. That's shitty. And it wasn't even all of the vacation time that I had accrued over all the time that I had worked there. You couldn't carry all of it over. Because at the end of the year, it goes away if you you don't use it. You lost a bunch of it, I'm sure. Yeah. That's the thing is even if you do have one week or two weeks of time off that you're supposed to be able to take. I had personal you... time, too. They didn't. They never told me about that. You, yeah, but they will give you shit if you try to schedule it off at a lot of places. Oh, yeah. Like, wait, I need to take time off. I'm not yeah. your slave. <laughs> Come on. What's wrong with America? <laughs> People need time off. You need to rest. Yeah. You need to, you know, sometimes you just need time off to get things done. Right. Because you're so busy working that you don't have time. Exactly. The 40-hour work week is another bullshit thing that we do i mean i'm fine with a 40 hour work week but like how hard is it to give somebody four 10 hour days some places do 
Some places do. I, I am. A, I disagree with it. I don't think we need 40 hours. You can get a lot done in like 30 hours or like 28 hours. I mean, that's fine. I'm fine with that. How many hours in a day are we just like, fuck it, I'm not going to be productive? I spend at least an hour every workday where I'm too overloaded to really do a whole lot. So it's like if you're just cutting out hours like that, mm-hmm. I'm going to be so productive in like 30 hours. Yeah. I will probably get more done overall. Yeah. And that's something that I think other countries also have a better grasp on, which then funnels into better mental health overall. <laughs> yeah, and even some of them will have, like, 32-hour work weeks, but you still get yeah. paid for a full 40. Right. Because if you're being as productive, then why are you making us continue to come in for these extra hours? That just doesn't right. make sense. Right. Yeah. But that does tie in to your mental health a lot. Right. Is work. That's a, yeah, that's a huge part of it for me. Stress from work, you know, the amount of hours that you work, feeling pride like, in your job. Yeah, feeling like you have to earn a certain amount and then struggling to get there and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. So basically, it's all a vicious cycle that feeds into itself and it's really hard to break out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. We just need to talk about it more. Yeah. I think so. I don't think I have much else to say. I don't either. It's a big topic, and that's, yeah, like we said, we're mostly just keeping this one to, like, our experiences with it. Perhaps we will... Oh, there was an idea that we were thinking about touching back on at some point called imposter syndrome. Yeah. So we might do an episode about that. Yeah, that's a whole episode in and of itself. Because it's very real. Yeah. I think especially with our generation. Yeah. Because we were just, uh... (laughs) We were just forced to just learn things on the fly constantly yeah so we never feel like we're good enough yeah yay mental health (laughs) yay mental health (laughs) yeah i don't know so i guess just my my overall thing for this episode is if you are struggling you are not the only one for sure don't be afraid to find somebody to talk to maybe go to therapy i'm not gonna preach therapy because i don't go to therapy Therapy is very good, though. I will be an advocate for therapy. I think more people should utilize it. What? I don't... How do you... What What do you even do? So, at a bare minimum, it's just getting a third party who is not directly involved in your shit, and you can talk through some of the issues that you're having, whatever you're comfortable talking to them about. And they will Literally nothing. I'm not going into your office sitting in a chair and talking to you about my life. <laughs> you would be surprised, I think, if you did it, like, once. Because it's just putting things into a more fair perspective. Because we get... I mean, I can't afford therapy, so... There's people, there's actually places that do it for free. Or for very inexpensive. But it's like you were saying earlier. Like, sometimes the biggest issue is that you're battling your own mind and, you know, your own conceptions and things like that. Mm. So just getting a fair person to be like, you're not treating yourself the right way. You can't think that about yourself. Or, you know, you've got to give yourself some credit. <laughs> That is the thing about therapy, though, is, like, maybe around here there are places that'll do it for free or yeah. for a low cost, but not everybody has that. That's It's true. not accessible to everybody. No, it's not, but I do think there are resources out there that are not being utilized. Probably. So, look into it. Try to see if there is one in your area. If you're looking for something that might help, I would highly recommend it, at least to try it out. If okay. you don't want to go to a therapist, just talk to a friend, I guess, and... Yeah. I mean, talk to a friend anyways. You should have people that you know who are supporting you. Yeah. And if you do have somebody in your life who seems like they're struggling. Reach out to them. Reach out to them. 
trying to touch base. So it's September. It's Suicide Prevention Month, right? Is it Suicide Prevention Month or is it Mental Health Awareness Month? Both? Maybe both. Lisa? Of course, this is the end of September now. At this point, yeah. But we still put it in there. It must be Suicide Prevention Month because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, I knew it was definitely Suicide Prevention Month. So we're going to post a link for... Not a link, but we'll post a phone number for a hotline you can call if you are struggling. Mm-hmm. Talk about some issues that we go through. Definitely reach out. If you need anybody, we're both available. You can reach out to us. We know most of our listeners at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're here. If Everyone. I read your message and don't respond, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just who I am as a person. <laughs> yep, so about wraps it up. Hopefully... We'll encourage some discussion or some thoughts on your own. Mm-hmm. Which tips for the week? It is my turn to talk about this week a video game. I will do that probably occasionally. Sam doesn't play as many games as I do. <laughs> no, she sure doesn't. So I got some podcast recommendations coming ooh, though. I'm excited. I haven't heard about this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so my recommendation is to check out a game called No Man's Sky. It is. It's actually been out for a few years, and it had a rocky launch where. It really just didn't, like, deliver on the promises that they made. But the cool thing is, it's a small indie game, so it's a small company that's working on it. They've really stuck with it ever since that. They've put a whole bunch of stuff into it. So the whole idea is you are an explorer. Uh, you're in a galaxy, and there's literally thousands and thousands of planets that you can explore. It's a really cool concept, and they've improved on it. Like I said, if you heard about it and not being, like, very good when it first came out, it's really good now. They've there was actually one just like the last week that came out. So it's really cool. You fly around, you get different spaceships, you start to meet these alien creatures and start to learn their language so you can communicate with them. You find just like alien life forms and scan them into your database. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I really like exploration games like that. And it's just, it's a really interesting idea. Just the fact that it is actually limitless. Like, you can't, you can't literally explore every planet because it's too big. <laughs> so, a really interesting concept. I'm a big fan of sci-fi um, exploration, like I said. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out at this point if you've not. At least some videos out, I guess. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. It's something different for sure. What was it called again? No Man's Sky. Okay. Yeah. And it's on, like, basically anything. You can play it on computer, Xbox, PlayStation, any of the big systems. Okay, then. Yeah. Chad's recommendation for the week. That is it. We will be back next time. What are we talking about next time, Sam? Next week, we are going to be talking about cancel culture. Yes. Which is going to be just a fun discussion. <laughs> it needs to happen. I mean, yeah. It's definitely something that uh, is worth looking looking into and talking about because it's so prevalent, especially on the internet. Yeah. This day and age, it's it's gotten to be pretty big. Yeah, just so, fucking cancel everybody. Cancel everybody. That's the mindset. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We've also got some special, like, halloween e things coming up. Yep, this is our last episode for September, so we will be back in October. We're going to do a couple spooky episodes. Yeah, I'm so excited. Me too. We're both big advocates of October. <laughs> yeah, love October. Fall, in general, is my favorite. Yeah. I know that I'm not, like, a scary movie person, but I do love Halloween. That's fine. You don't have to like scary movies to enjoy Halloween. Tell my fucking husband that <laughs> shit. Yeah. 
But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow us on social media. Our social medias will be listed in the description. Yep. Comment on our post. We're really trying to talk to you guys, but being so quiet. <laughs> yeah, come say at least come say hi. Yeah, come say hi. We love you all. We do. We're really excited to be doing this and get no response from it so far. So yeah, we'll be back. We will see you guys soon. Have a good rest of your week, whatever day you listen to this. And I guess bye for now. Bye.